This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Last Sunday morning, I preached you this message on Speak, Lord, Your your Servant's Listening. And we asked God to start speaking to our hearts. And we've had all kinds of reports coming in about what God has done. But I want to share one in particular. On Wednesday night, I felt distinctly led to pray for those that were sick. And so we, uh, if, you, if you've missed Wednesday night services around here, you missed the, the time that we, we get that extra time together. And so I was praying for the sick, and the Lord just had been speaking to me, you pray for Elijah. Pray for Elijah. And if you don't know Elijah's story, Elijah Pierce is a, a, a little boy that comes to our church here. His uh, uh, mom and dad are part of our family here in the church. And, and, um, and so Carl and Stephanie were standing right about there. And, and, and I, I said to them, I said, I just feel overwhelmed because God was speaking. What, what are we asking God to speak for your service listening? And I just felt overwhelmed to say to them, uh, I need to pray for your son. And when I began to pray for little Elijah, uh, I laid hands on them and we started praying. We all collectively were praying. And so you'll understand the situation. Elijah has a, a metal uh, subskeleton. Okay, His skeleton doesn't grow properly. So he has a metal subskeleton. And, and every few months, unfortunately, they have to go in and, and, and make it grow. So his lungs won't be crushed, his heart won't be crushed. And, and the last time they did that, there was a complication. And, um, and I just felt to pray distinctly on Wednesday night, God, we don't only want them to fix the problem because that one of the pieces had, had dislodged enough. It was in a nerve and they were going to have to go in and reattach this subskeleton and, and then just cut him right through here and, and, and to do that. And I, I distinctly asked them, uh, the Lord, Lord, not, not just that. And I, while I was praying, I felt to pray this, Lord, allow it to be more than they could have expected. Allow more to be accomplished than they could have, have desired. Allow more for, let more happen. And, and, and how many of you were here with me? We prayed that on, on Wednesday night. We prayed that and we asked God to let that happen. Well, Carl was in the last, there, there at the hospital this morning, he was in the last service to testify to this. Um, their doctor loves Jesus. And their doctor said, I went in and I opened up to fix. And he said, I saw the exact problem. He said, but God spoke to me in the surgery. He said, God spoke to me. He said, I'm there to fix his subskeleton. And God said to me, take it out. He said, you don't understand. <laughs> he said, God told me three distinct times, you take out his subskeleton. And he said, he said, okay, God, I don't know what. He said, look. And he said, I noticed just a trickle of clear fluid that shouldn't be where it was. He said, so I literally opened him up completely and completely removed the sub. It's a bar that goes down his back that straightens him and, and it goes across. He said, I completely removed his, his, his metal subskeleton, completely removed it. He just said, in the moment I removed it, I saw where he had had an injury and his spinal cord was leaking profusely. He said, now, not only is the problem that was causing him pain fixed, he's doing better than he has in years because I listened to the voice of God. 
God wants to lead you. God wants to guide you. Come on now, give God some praise. Amen. Amen. God wants you to know that he wants to speak into your life. I feel that this morning. As God's speaking into this young man's life, God wants you to know he wants to speak into your life. Father, I thank you for a God who speaks. I'm just going to obey the Holy Spirit now. I, I don't know what your situations all are. I don't know all that you face and the problems and the struggles that you're going through. I, I don't know, but this I do know. There is a God in heaven who knows beyond what your instant solution is, and he knows what your problem is. Does anybody feel the holiness of God? I feel the, the reverence of God. He knows what your problem is. He knows how to take you beyond the instant fix into the, to the miracle of the moment. He knows how to move you beyond. I, there's a holiness of God that I'm sensing in this place right now. And I think somebody needs to know that God that speaks to you is speaking into your moment. He's speaking into your chaos. He's speaking into your darkness. He's speaking into the, the problems and the struggles that want to weigh you down. The thing that thought it held you back, you don't understand the addiction you thought that had you. It has no hold. I don't care what they have done. I don't care if you have been in a grave of that struggle for many, many years. I declare the word of Jesus Christ over you. He, he said as he approached the grave of Lazarus, he said that he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And, and, and any that believe in me, though, though he were dead, he shall live again. And they responded to him and they said, but Lord, we know someday things are going to be better. Can I tell you that Jesus was on the scene? And when Jesus is on the scene, you can stop waiting for someday because when Jesus shows up, it's your day. Come on now. Jesus wants to move for you. And he said, roll the stone away. And he called Lazarus forth. And I don't know who needs this word. I don't know who needs this move of God. But somebody, God's been calling to you. God's been speaking to you. God's wanting to change your world. He's wanting to, am I making sense to anybody this morning? I, I just feel this testimony down in my spirit. God's wanting to do something inside of you. And you're going to have to know how. So here's where we are in this study so far. Here's what we, 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 we've come to understand that we're, we're studying Matthew 4 and 4. And Matthew 4 and 4 uh, says that, that, that Jesus said that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now listen to me. Let me just interpret this for you. Uh, Satan's speaking to him. He says, here's what you need. Why don't you make what you need? Why don't you cause what you need to manifest? And Jesus said, I don't need what you think I need. What I need is to hear from God. And I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking to you today. This is what God wants you to hear today. What you think you need is not what you need. What you think will solve your problem will not solve your problem. What you think is the answer to your situation is not the answer to your situation. What you need is a word from God. What you need goes beyond what you would, you're going, but what, I just want the moment settled. I, I want this ha to happen. I want this to be fixed. I want, I want my car to work right. I want my finances to straighten out. I want my family to be better. I want my situation to, am I making sense to anybody? What you think you need is that bread that you think you need, but what you need is the word of the Lord. Because when you get a word from God, I don't care what hell the devil has tried to take you through. You will come out the other side. You will come through. You will be delivered by the power of you. What you need is a word from the living God. That's what we must have. What we must find. 
I feel like it's urgent and important to bring you into the reality of where we are in this series. I wanted to preach this series in the spring. I was prepared to preach it just before Easter, and the Lord said, no. I wanted to preach it in the summer, and then the Lord said, no. And instantly, it's like I began to realize that I would preach it during this season because God has taught us who we are. He's taught us to build those altars in our life and has brought us to the places so that we know who we are and we know that God's wanting to speak to us now. God's wanting to change who we are. He's wanting to change our lives. He's wanting to bring us to this place. And the problem is most of us don't know how to hear from God. And I'm going to give you a psalm, Psalms 46 and 10, that's going to tell you how to hear from God. Are you ready for this? This is how you're going to hear from God. Be still and know. I don't know about you, but I'm a talker. And as long as I'm talking, there's hope for the situation. But the moment I shut up, things are bad gone wrong. I'm a talker, but sometimes you need to realize you can't talk yourself out of your situation. You can't manipulate it. You can't twist it and turn it and, and try. You can't spin it. If uh, uh, for another word, you need to realize where you are and you need to start speaking the truth about where you are. But what you really, really need to do is get along with God. You need to be still. You need to come to those altars that we've been building and you need to say, okay, God, I need to hear from you. God, I want you to speak to me. Why do you need God to speak to you? We learned last Sunday morning, and in this service was a little different, but we learned last Sunday morning that it was important to hear because if you can't hear it, you can't produce it. We studied opera singers and how that opera singers would lose certain notes within their, their song quality range because they could sing above them and they could sing below them, which would go to, to figure that they should be able to sing those notes because if you can sing higher than that note. But for whatever reason, those notes had become the notes that they had become deafened to because they had relied on them too long. Can I tell you the old move of God that you've been holding on to? You need to get a new, fresh word from God. You need to get a hold of God for where you are today. You need to get a hold of a word of God that says you're going to make it through your storm. You can't keep just talking about what he did yesterday. You need to know what he's doing today. But they couldn't produce it because they couldn't hear it. And we can't produce righteousness if we don't hear the command of God for righteousness. We'll never live in victory if we can't hear the victory. Victory, victory in Jesus. Come on now. You'll never walk in love if you can't hear love. If you won't open your ears and join me on the journey and say, speak, Lord, yours. some of you will never live in grace because you can't hear grace. You, you can't let God do for you what he wants to do for you. You can't break loose. Am I making sense to anybody today? I know I'm rambling up here a little bit and I'm not even in my notes, but, but I feel like preaching. Come on, amen. You cannot become what God wants you to be as long as you're trying to produce it from what you, you can. You can be off an off-key version. But until you hear what he says, you'll never step into the more than a conqueror. And then we studied on Wednesday night how Elijah was, the prophet Elijah, was saying this to God. He said, God, for there are none left but me. He said, God, but, but I'm the only one that hasn't bowed a knee to Baal. But God this, but God this, but God, but God this. And so let me just interpret you what he was saying. I am all you have left, God. Can I, let me just say this real plain. I'm going to look right in the camera and say this to people watching. The day that you think that God is dependent upon you is the day that you're in a wrong place. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen to me. 
The day that you think God has going to make be made a break, break by what happens in your life, listen, no, 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 no. God is God. He is in control. And the moment that we start going, but God, you don't understand. I need you to show up and show yourself strong for me and show them who, who I am and why they should not have messed with me. That's what Elijah said. He said, God, I'm all that's left. Show them. And God, all of a sudden, sonic wind goes and explodes the mountain. The rocks are popping. Talk about sound. And the Bible says, but God wasn't in the sound of the wind. Suddenly the earth shook and the mountain was quaking apart. Imagine the sound of that moment. But God was not in the earthquake, the Scripture says. And then suddenly the Bible says that fire fell from heaven. And as the fire began to consume, can you imagine the roaring of that fire? The sound, the deafeningness of that fire as it roared and crackled upon that mountain. But God was not in the fire. But then there was a still, small voice. And when the voice was heard... Elijah gets up and he wraps something around himself and he goes out and he listens. Listen to me. He said, God, show yourself strong. And he wanted God to show everybody that he was the man. And God said, no, I will speak to you in the way that you need me to speak to you. And how did he speak to him? In a calm voice. Because it was in that calm voice of that moment that he spoke to him. That's what Elijah needed. Elijah had his eyes on himself and he had his eyes on his problem. And he had his eyes on the struggles. And what God speaks in the manner in which God speaks. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. The manner in which God speaks is, is, is the manner that is set for the moment. The Bible tells me that one day there will be a trumpet blast and there will be a shout in a heavenly realm. And then the dead in Christ will be right. There will be going to be a moment of turmoil that comes after the shout that comes on that day. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord forever. But until that moment, God tends to speak in soft ways. Do you know why God speaks in soft ways? Are you ready for this? Because one, we need the calmness to be spoken into our world. He said, let there be light. And there was light and there's still light being formed because when God speaks it, it starts and it continues. And some of you need in the middle of your chaos, in the middle of your hell, in the middle of the struggle, I'm making sense to somebody. What you desperately need is, is calm. But hear what I'm telling you today. God's speaking to us. God's speaking to our hearts. Listen to me. The reason God speaks softly to you is because you have the wrong posture. Elijah's posture was, I'm all you got. But when God spoke softly, I have a family member who has the gift of soft speaking. They talk like this. And you have to lean in and listen. If you want to understand what they say, you have to lean in and listen. If you want to hear what God has to say, the reason that He speaks to you in a soft voice is because your posture is wrong. If your posture is, I can fight the world and I'll fight you, God, and we'll fix this, that's the wrong posture. God is not as concerned about your situation as you are. 
Oh my goodness, Pastor, you said God's nothing care. No, I didn't say that. I said, God, he's not worried about that bill. He can pay that bill. He owns the, th- the cattle on a thousand hills and the potatoes under him. Come on now, glory to God. He, uh, he has everything you need. My God is not worried about your diagnosis. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes we are healed. My God is not scared of your situation because he's still the God who calms storms. He's still the God that delivers those who are bound. He's still the God who brings hope. My God's not worried about your situation. My God wants to work in you. So instead of being over here like this, God says, whoa, lean into me. Because when someone speaks softly, you turn to them and you lean into them. You lean in. And God's wanting to give you a word. God's wanting to speak to you that will lead you to a deeper place. So it's not just what you think you need to be fixed, but it's what needs to be fixed that can be fixed. Because some of us are saying, God, if you can just deliver, God, if you can just change the situation, God, if you can just do this. But God's saying, no, you don't understand. I can deliver. And if your posture were right, you would already know that. Because not only would he deliver in the situation, you would know he could deliver because he's already delivered you. Thank you for the front row who loves Jesus. Let me say that again. He's already delivered you. And he's faithful. You see, learning how to hear God's voice is the answer to the majority of our problems. It's the answer to the struggles and things that we've been through. And God's wanting to speak to us. The problem is this. The chaos roars around us. We live in a loud community. We live in a loud country. They've released a study. Why someone would spend the money to do this every year, I don't know. But they've released a study ever since the late 80s that identifies the quiet places in the United States of America. The quiet places. Do you realize all across this great continent that we live on, and our great nation, that in order to qualify as a quiet place, there has to be at least 12 minutes of silence during the daylight hours. How many quiet places do you think could be found across the great expanse of the West and across the great expanses of of the Rockies or up into the hills that lead up toward Canada? How many quiet places could be found? Are you ready for this? There is an astounding 12. We live in a loud world. We live in a world that does not know that we are fighting just to stay alive, and we desperately need to hear from God. We desperately need a word. We desperately need something to happen. And the world gets louder, and it gets louder, and it gets louder. I have been there. I remember one of the darkest days of my life. All I could hear was all the negative things said about me, all the lies that were being told about me, and all the lies the devil was telling me. And this passage, Psalm 46 and 10, became a blessing to me. Be still and know that I am God. In other words, get alone. But instead of creating a quiet space, I created a space that I filled with, with, with a word because I needed to hear from God. And I would go to my car and I would put in my car. I had a, I had a stereo system that was unbelievable in this car. And I'd put this, 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 this CD in. And as I put that CD in, all of a sudden I'd start playing Psalms 3. If you drove by, you wondered what was wrong with the guy sitting in that car. Because somewhere when I would get real low and the devil was screaming at me nonstop, I would put this in and verse 1 would hit and it would say, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him and God. I understood those words. I got it. People said he's through. He's done. God can never use him again. But somewhere around verse 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. Somewhere about that point, my 
head started coming up in that car. And all of a sudden, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. And I laid me down and I slept. And when I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. Somewhere about here, my hands started going up in the air. Come on now, amen. As my hands started going up in the air, I started worshiping. People were probably driving by going, what's that guy doing? That fat guy moving that whole car over there. Come on now, amen. But I laid me down and I slept and I awakened for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about. Why am I telling you this passage this morning? I'm telling you this passage because some of you can't hear God for yourself. And I've come to tell you that God wants to say it's going to go a little further and it's going to accomplish more than you can imagine. And God's going to work for your good if you'll just hear from God. What you need is to hear from God. Well, this is two weeks I haven't preached my sermon. Why am I writing them? (laughs) Come on now. Listen to me. The reason you can't get the breakthrough you need is because you hadn't listened to the voice of God. Obedience to God, to the voice of God, is the junction between the natural and the supernatural of your life. I had no intention to tell this story when I came in this morning, but I've told it in all now, all three services. I'll never forget one day I was in an altar ministering. We've been ministering for an hour and a half, two hours in an altar service at a very large camp meeting in Doraville, Georgia. I'm in this altar. We're praying for people. People are being saved, set free, and delivered. And, 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 and as I'm praying for people, one of my very close friends, he was a little bit older than me, but a very close friend was a, a very small, uh, built, framed man. His name was Victor. And Victor had suffered from a massive uh, back break. He'd broken his back. And, and he was trying to, to not, he was, he was walking by faith, literally. He was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna back down. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop praying for people. I'm not, I'm not gonna go sit down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. And he was, and Victor was trying so hard to just keep praying for people. And he was moving very trepidatiously. And, and as I'm praying for people, people are, are being moved on by the Holy Spirit and God's doing things and God's moving. And all of a sudden I hear the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said to me, He said, son, give Victor a big hug. I was like, Lord, I'm not hugging Victor. He can't hardly move. I prayed for this person and the Lord spoke to me again. He said, I said, give Victor a big hug. I said, Lord, I'm not hugging Victor. Victor's got a broke back. Did you forget? (laughs) And I'll never forget. I turned to pray for the next person and the power was gone. And I tell you, the power you're looking for might be connected to the obedience you haven't been willing to walk in. And I turned to pray for that person. The power was gone and I became sick to my stomach and I needed to hear it one more time. It seemed like because God said to me, he said, I told you to hug Victor. And before anything happened, I swung on Victor like a giant grizzly bear. (laughs) I grabbed Victor up. I picked him up like this and I said, I love you, Victor. And when I did this, I heard. I'm telling you, Victor's eyes got about this big. He said, you've killed me. And I sat him down and I said, man, I'm sorry, but I just know the voice of God. He said, what have you, what, 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 what have you done? I can move. I can move. I can move. Your victory 
Pastor, why would you do a whole series on learning to hear from God? Because it's the obedience to what God's telling you to do is what is, is, is going to move you from the natural into the supernatural. It's when you've got to say you're sorry even when you're not sorry because that's what God told you to do. It's when you've got to pray longer than you wanted to because that's what God told you to do. It's when you've got to hold on even when you feel like giving up because it's what God told you to do. It's when you've got to step up instead of backing down because that's what God told you to do. And when you find what God has told you to do, the supernatural will open in your life also. Pastor Don, you brought us in here to tell us God wants to do something supernatural. Well, it is church. It's not a game. This is God's house. It's about connecting with God. It's about the supernatural becoming natural in our lives. And it's only going to happen when you learn to listen. And how can you hear him in the middle of chaos? Stop. Be still. And know that he is God. Pull aside. And go to your altar. And start listening. Because when you make room for God, and you prepare to listen to God, God is going to start showing up and speaking into your life. Stand with me today. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.